Greetings, welcome, bienvenidos, hola, aloha, ni hao, namaste, konnichiwa, bonjour, bonjourno, so indi corrupt, guten tak, ciao, we viva, cat bang, half a day, jai jinendra, salam, shalom, peace, now, go vegan, peace how, go vegan, from the new right-left coast of the genetically mutated McNugget Pharmaceutical Vivisection Prison Killitary Industrial Court Port Nation, in the cheese-covered post-constitutional bankster bankrupt corruptocracy, democracy, criminocracy, unchallenged by meteocracy, food-born in the NSA, NRA, CIA, uh, USA, home of Uncle Salmonella, where they sure do eat a lot of dead animal body parts and the Wall Street-backed corporate diet of death, disease, and destruction is shoved down your throat? This is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. And what I want to know is, where was Trump's wall 400 years ago when the people already here and the wild turkeys really needed it? There obviously was a lot of rock that could have been used to build that wall, starting with Plymouth. And uh, those refugees in the early 1600s certainly were not vetted properly. Um, what were they using? Uh, well, they came over, you know, they were using Mayflower movers. Uh, and, and then they, they come off the ship uh, with their slogan, Make America... No, nothing else. It was just, Make America. It, it wouldn't have made sense to say make America great again. America had not been made at all yet at that time. So the pilgrims arrive, make America, uh, which the people here didn't quite understand. They should have asked how, 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 how are we going to make America Oh the Eng- oh the English word uh, is, is massacre massacre don't don't worry about it uh, um, also known as manifest destiny uh, don't worry about it massacre it's uh, don't worry 400 years from now we'll be commemorating our arrival with a massacre uh, every year every year well that just sounds like quite the celebration huh massacre uh, except of course for those being massacred. Um, 44 million turkeys are being massacred for this Thanksgiving. 44 million dead. That sounds more like a world war than a holiday dinner. Huh? Turkeys never have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Turkey Day? I don't think so. Um, and then we extend our goodwill to all, uh, except other species, of course, especially those whom we eat and wear, um, by um, beheading 22 million more turkeys for Christmas. That's about 10% of the 220 million killed annually. So, yeah, there is an endless war Um Many endless wars, but there is an endless war on animals that nobody seems to notice. Who cares, right? In the world of human supremacy and speciesism, uh, no one has it worse than the animals. You know, who cares, right? And and uh, who notices? Right? Certainly, at uh, sometime during the holiday season, there will be some heartwarming story on your terror vision set showing uh, a homeless person 
getting a donated turkey dinner. Uh, isn't that heartwarming? A happy holiday tale, uh, except, of course, for the turkey, whose life goes unnoticed, whose suffering and death are invisible. You know, on, on happy turkey day, um, human supremacy, speciesism. It's uh, it's like when the McDonald's workers were on strike for higher pay, while someone in the sandwiches uh, that they, you know, that they serve, uh, well, pays pays with his or her life. It's, you know, but who notices? Who who notices the animals uh, being served at McDonald's when we're looking for uh, higher uh, higher wages? Uh, also, it reminds me of, uh, like it was on Democracy Now!, when it did a story commemorating the Black Power demonstration at the 1968 Olympics uh, by Tommy Smith and John Carlos. Um, and Amy Goodman is talking about how, how they demonstrated, you know, they raising their fists, you know, in leather gloves. So, of, of course... Uh, with no consideration of how oppressed one must be to be turned into a leather glove. Huh? And of course, you know, you know, the animal suffering, the death, go unnoticed, go unnoticed, as they will with every purchase of leather gloves as gifts for the holiday season, belts, wallets. Who thinks of the animal, right? Who cares? Who cares? Well, you know something? I think that you care. Admit it. One of the things that makes you happiest or, or most thankful on Thanksgiving is the pardoning of the turkey by the president, a ritual that began in 1949. Although I'm sure if Trump pardons the turkey this year, oh, the Seth Rich assassination squad will be out looking for that bird immediately. Um... The Democrats will say all birds must be killed. All, 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 all parakeets, everyone. No, no we're not. If Trump, if Trump is pardoning a bird, we must every kill that bald eagle. All birds must be killed. So, um, anyway, uh, do I digress? Perhaps. Um, but, but face it, face it, face it, face it. You are happy for the pardoned bird, having been spared the horrific fate of the bird on your plate. Huh? Shouldn't all the turkeys be pardoned? Shouldn't all the chickens, the pigs, the cows, goats, lambs, and fish all be pardoned? What did they des do to deserve you know, being eaten or worn? Huh? They, they really shouldn't need a pardon at all. They're not guilty of anything. Their only crime was being born, for which they are sentenced to uh, the death penalty. Born onto death row. Whew. That's oppression right there. And 44 million harmless, innocent birds executed as an expression of gratitude. What a country, huh? 22 million more executed to commemorate the birth of the Prince of Peace. Uh, well, you know something? Vegan is the path to, is the path to uh, peace on earth goodwill to all beings. Vegan is the true expression of gratitude. Vegan pardons the animals. It uh, liberates the animals. Uh, you can 
you can pardon a bird yourself. You know, the average turkey sold for the holidays is about 16 pounds, and the average American eats about 16 pounds of turkey annually. So if you were to go vegan, there you are. You, you, you pardoned a bird yourself. You didn't, you didn't need Trump or any president to do it. You know, so um, anyway, and uh, when you think about it, that is one bird out of, well, for the holiday season, 44 and 22, 44, 54, 64, 66 million, 66 million killed for this holiday season. And uh, anyway, so check out Radio Bobby for great music this holiday season and no holiday music, but we will also be talking turkey on radio bobby um throughout the holiday season well radio bobby and go vegan radio with bob linden not just talking turkey but uh, hopefully talking on behalf of turkeys as in please don't eat us please huh? so anyway radio bobby radio bobby.com great for family gatherings it will also ease the tensions, you know, when there are vegans attending and turkey is being served. So, uh, you know, you can you can tune out of uh, tune out of the arguments and just listen to the great music on Radio Bobby, or change the discussion to, uh, "Wow, I haven't heard that song in a long time," or oh, "I I never heard that, but that's some great music," you know. So, anyway, and we'll also have some, uh, you know. Uh, subliminal subliminal vegan messages <laughs> maybe not so subliminal um but you know when you come right down to it um at the family gathering you know mom dad grandma grandpa you know the you know the kids and the grandkids in the family who who have gone vegan i know you you're upset you're upset about them because you know they're not normal. They're not. They don't want. They don't want to eat death for Thanksgiving. They, they, they. They're not. You know. They. They don't look at the dead bird as food. But I think you should look at it as you know something. You did a great job raising the kids, raising the grandkids. You raised them well. They. They're so caring. They're caring human beings. They care so much that they've gone vegan. They care so much about people, and they. They care so much about animals and the environment. So. Uh, you know, they're living a decent, moral, nonviolent life opposed to suffering and killing the innocent. I would say that's reason for celebration. You did a great job raising the kids, uh, <laughs> even if they revolted against you in every way. So you, you did a great job giving them reason to revolt and go vegan. Or, you know, you, you had your influence, you know. So why not honor them by having a vegan Thanksgiving, huh? Is it really that important to, to have... Uh, you know, a murder victim on as 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 the the centerpiece, huh? You know, I mean, come on, we're we're against beheadings, and there, look, there's somebody beheaded right right there on the table. Doesn't doesn't make sense. Uh, is it more important? Isn't it more important actually? You know, that and and to be thankful for everyone coming together as a family. We're still alive. We're in good health. You know, climate change hasn't made us refugees you know so far so so far so good so isn't that more important than some dead bird ritualistic dinner and uh you know so 
what are our family values anyway? We'll be looking... Actually, we'll have features on Radio Bobby looking at that too. But if our va- family values... Well, we've, we value our family, right? We value um, the health of our family. We'd like mom and dad to be around for a while. We'd like the kids to be healthy. So, you know, turkey's not a health food, actually, full of cholesterol and saturated fat. And, um, you know, there was a government study... Um, government report, the USDA report on um, uh, pathogens and so-called... Was it USDA? Was it uh, FDA? Yeah, one of those corrupt... uh, Anyway, um, anyway, so a government report on pathogens and so-called meat products and the resistance of those pathogens to antibiotics. Well, the poop is that more than three-quarters of turkey products contained E. coli, um, and the the scoop on the poop is that 75% of the samples were resistant to one or more types of antibiotics. So uh, this is scary if a family member uh, gets infected. So uh, I'd say it's time to make vegan our family value. Meat, the consumption of meat, dairy, fish, and eggs is associated with heart disease, cancer, stroke. How many people in the family have uh, have had bouts of heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes? Um, maybe it's not in the genes. Maybe it's what's on our plate. Maybe it's what's on our Thanksgiving plate. Huh? So, uh, and, you know, if our family values relate to uh, what kind of world do we want the children to inherit from us with climate change. Animal agriculture is the number one cause of climate change, responsible for at least 51% of all human-generated greenhouse gas emissions. So, and we're told by the world's uh, top climate specialists that the only solution for climate change is to go vegan. So, uh, let's do that. Why, Why not make that our new family value, a new family adventure to to go vegan. Wouldn't that be fun? Sure, why not? Definitely. It's uh, it, it's the the best decision you can ever make. Um, you there are alternatives uh, to to any any flesh product, any secretion product, dairy. Um, you know, so. You know, they're 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 all out there. The vegan ice cream is delicious. You can get you know instead of um, turkeys, you know there's tofurkey, field roast, Veggie USA makes delicious uh, meat alternatives. And I say you know you could just use extra firm tofu in recipes for that meaty texture. It's great with any gravy or sauce, and you don't really love the you know the meat and the you know all of the you you really like it all for the gravy anyway for the ketchup you know so it's time it's time it's time uh for uh, our family values to go vegan and uh it's happening you know there's been a 600 percent increase in the number of vegans in the u.s since 2014 according to research published in uh, report buyer in the uk uh, in the uk where they don't celebrate Thanksgiving, you know, but actually the number of vegans is up 360% in the UK in the past decade. So uh, it's uh, it's what everyone's going vegan. They're going vegan for all the reasons. If you care about animals um, and you don't want them to suffer, be imprisoned, be mutilated and killed, 
Well, welcome to the world of vegan and, you know, for family health, for the environment. It is the thing to do. I thank you for joining us um, on uh, in this uh, holiday season. Again, I invite you to enjoy Radio Bobby, radiobobby.com. Um, you know, it will lift your spirits uh, this holiday season. You'll really enjoy it. And uh, if you're looking to escape from holiday music, that's Radio Bobby. No, no holiday music. The, it's the holiday music radio station with no holiday music at Radio Bobby. Coming up next, we will have commentary from Professor Gary Francione. And uh, I do uh, would l- like to invite you to support us with a tax-deductible donation. We really do need your help to keep on going. And uh, Go Vegan Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find the donate button at goveganradio.com. Uh, you can support us through uh, subscription uh, through Patreon, and that info also is at goveganradio.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, and Twitter at Go Vegan Radio. Exactly. It's, it's a globalist vegan movement, so exactly, exactly. Come at any time, so exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's up with you? Uh, I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's that depressing time of year. I, you know, I'm thinking of how um, everybody will have sympathy for that turkey, the turkey who was pardoned, right? So yeah. Um, and uh, I'm also thinking. So the, the average size turkey that's consumed over Thanksgiving or the holidays is about 16 pounds, and the uh, average American consumes 16 pounds of turkey flesh per year. So if we're sympathetic to the plight, it would like to uh, pardon, uh, pardon we, we all can pardon a turkey together. You know, each of us, well, each of the people who eat turkeys can by 
by going vegan, and that would pardon the whole turkey if you're sympathetic toward that turkey. And by the way, what crime did the turkey commit to, to need to be pardoned, you know, other than being born? Ex so. Exactly, exactly. Well, why don't we start? Because that you should get that idea out there. Well, I think we started already. Well, <laughs> oh, okay, but very I'll, good. I'll, I'll say we started already, and uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking to Professor Gary Francione of Rutgers University, and... Uh, Oh, I don't know. Is Anna with us today? I didn't no, she's not. No, 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 she's not. She's not with us today. Um, and uh, but uh, she will be with us next week. But she is not with us today. Okay. And she's uh, probably asleep now, uh, so that she can wake up for the 8 a.m. webinar. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm really excited. Because, I mean, what's interesting to me is we do one of these things, and we have no problem getting close to 400 people. And and, you know, I mean, there's a lot of interest in this and we're really excited about it. There and is we're a lot excited. of interest in Australia, isn't there? I mean, I, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of really fine folks in Australia. There are also, unfortunately, a lot of welfareists and there are a lot of people who claim to be abolitionists who either uh, don't understand what abolition means or um, intentionally misrepresent it. But, you no, know, there are a lot of really fine activists in a real, I mean, genuine abolitionist advocates in uh, in, in Australia. And so, um, you know, we do these webinars and, um, you know, we we uh, we get you know, we can get close to 400 people easily. And, um, you know, and, and it's you know, some of those people will not be listening live. What they do is they sign up and then they get a link for the, you know, for the recorded one. But, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll probably have, I don't know, over 200 people tomorrow uh, who will be lot, you know, who will be actually there. And, um, and it's exciting. It's an exciting, you know, way of communicating with people. We really like it. Um, we've had, we've done, I don't know, this is the fourth or fifth one we've done and they've all been really good experiences and we have great, quite, I mean, the, the questions that the, the people, that people ask are really, really good. And, um, you know, and so I, I think there's a lot of, you know, interest And in, tomorrow we're going to talk with people about our new book, Advocate for Animals, a vegan abolitionist, an abolitionist vegan handbook, which is going to be out shortly. Um, and we're really excited about that because, you know, it's, um, we really need we really needed a sort of a handbook for vegan advocacy that wasn't one of the present sort of publications which are not vegan at all um, and certainly aren't abolitionist and um, and you know we don't we don't want to tell people that they don't have to worry about small amounts of animal products or that you know nobody can be perfect so don't worry about it if you you know if you if you if you're not really a consistent vegan, don't worry about it and that sort of stuff. I mean, it's really we need to n not be telling people that sort of thing. That's really quite harmful. And so, um, and, and but, it's uh, nice to hear the word vegan occasionally from oh yeah, absolutely. From advocates, Abs know, absolutely. Like people absolutely. run from the word so much, you know. It's just uh, I don't absolutely. know. Absolutely, bothersome to me how how much people seem to to avoid it. You know, I mean, this week uh, I was approached. Uh, have an email. I, I guess I have to look into the campaign further from, you know, in defense of animals. But uh, it's uh, you know starting all excited about a new campaign. But I, I go to the IDA website and I I don't see the word vegan anywhere. I see a veg starter kit and then I see that it's actually a vegetarian starter kit. And I don't I don't understand. I mean, yeah, the word vegetarian has been around forever and and has actually meant vegan to people in the past, but. You know, these days it really confuses the issue, and, and it's like, oh, you know, you can eat eggs and dairy. And, you know, I mean, 
I don't know. I just think it's it's uh, forcing people to take an unnecessary step. You know, when we have a, a perfectly great word like vegan. Darn it. And also, you know, it's important to, to keep in mind that vegan, you know, vegan is not just what we eat. It's what we wear. It's what we use, um, you know, and so that, ve you know, I mean, I, I think vegetarianism is fine when you're talking I mean, vegetarian when it used to have a meaning of basically you ate plants. Um, but but uh, as it, you know, but it only applied to diet. Um, and, you know, we, we have the word vegan that basically means we don't eat them. We don't wear them. We don't use them. Um, and, and, but I agree with you. It's a wonderful word and it's a word that we should use and we should use as much as we can. And I certainly try every day of my life, um, to, to too. see, to see how many times I can use it. Um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but, um, but in any event, so, you know, it's but, my but, favorite but, word. It's my favorite indeed, word. Indeed. And, and like, you know, I think, I think a lot of the, you know, the, the, a lot of the quote advocates, um, don't use it because, um, they, they don't want, um, you know, they're, they're not, they're fundraising. I mean, they, they want to fundraise, they want to fundraise, uh, and they don't want to in any way, um, challenge people because they, you know, they want, they want to get, I mean, look, think about it. The business, you know, these groups are all businesses. They're all trying to get the, the, the donations from everybody they can. So if you're a meat eater and a dairy consumer and you wear wool and leather and whatever, um, but you're concerned about, you know, now, now everybody's talking about, uh, how, uh, Trump has, has authorized the importation of, of ivory products, um, and you know, from 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 uh, killed elephants in Africa, whatever, and everyone's all upset because of the Trump boys going and killing big game and killing elephants and stuff. Well, obviously that's a horrible thing to do, and um, they're really objectionable people for that and many other reasons. But um, but you know, how are they any different from anybody else? But if you wanna, if you wanna any other non-vegan, but if you want you know, to raise money, what you do is, you know, you make that a campaign and say, oh, well, look what Trump is doing and look what the, you know, the Trump boys go and kill animals or, you know, they, you know, Cecil the Lion got shot by the dentist from Minnesota or whatever. Um, but nobody ever bothers to talk about the fact that there's no difference between the lion and the chicken that they're going to eat tonight while they're sitting around talking with everybody about how horrible people who shoot lions and elephants are. But, you know, that's the business that that's the business of animal advocacy uh, as I it exists. I just got a text from HSUS asking me for money related to that. So. Yeah. Well, I, as a matter of fact, I saw uh, Wayne Purcell was on CNN this morning talking about this. And and, you know, it, 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 I I um, I. I was in the kitchen and I heard his voice coming out of the television and I looked and I said, sure enough, it was Wayne Purcell talking about how horrible it is to kill elephants. And, you know, while HSUS is promoting happy animal agriculture and having, you know, how, how many deaths is, is Wayne promoting with uh, cage free eggs? Are you still there? Am I? Yes. Yes. Okay. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. How many? How many deaths is is he is he promoting millions with Kate? Of millions indeed, of deaths. Indeed. 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 And you know, and and um, so the bottom line is, is that you know these these groups don't want to talk about veganism because it doesn't mesh with their business model. But it it's perfectly fine for us because we don't have a business model. <laughs> we're we're just promoting an idea. No wonder and, I'm so terrible at, at raising money. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm a nonprofit. I need money, but 
you know, I use the word vegan. <laughs> that's that's the cause, you know, vegan education, promoting veganism. So uh, and they sure get a lot of money. They sure they have a couple of hundred million in the bank. And uh, what do they have? Uh, they bring in, what, about 130 million every year? So, whoops, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Ah, okay. I'm here. Yeah, but um, but anyway, so um, that's what's going on, and you know, but we're really excited about the um, uh, uh, um, the webinar tomorrow, uh, and you know, it's um, it's exciting to, as I said, it's exciting to get you know to get people from all over the world. We got people registered from India, from you know Australia, from a lot in Western Europe, um, and um, we've got complaints from people in California because it's at eight, it's at eight o'clock in, in the morning, which means it's five in the morning. But you know what? It's Saturday, and if you really care about the issue and you can't bother to get yourself up at five o'clock, frankly. Um, you know, I, my view is you're probably not going to do a hell of a lot anyway in terms of and, advocacy. And if you're not an insomniac, what, what kind of activist are you? you know? Exactly, exactly. So, you know, so so I, I'm sorry, you know, this one we scheduled the way we did because it will be 11 o'clock at night for people in Australia. And we have quite a, a, a large number of people in Australia. Um, and it will also, you know, be... Um, uh, you know, midday for the people in Western Europe. Uh, and, um, you know, it'll be early for the people on the East Coast, but and it'll be really early for people on the West Coast. But it's, you know, I mean, you know, my view is you can't you can't pick a time that's going to accommodate everybody, because if you have it much later, then people from Australia can't participate. And the people from Western Europe are, you know, it's Saturday night, so, you know, people are, people have their plans and whatnot. So, you know, I, I mean, you, you can't make, you can't make everybody happy. So this one we scheduled at this time. Sorry for all the people in California who have to get up early. If you don't want to get up, don't get up. Um, or just stay up all night. That's all. Exactly. Stay exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, any uh, any highlight of this that uh, people can expect, or what uh, you know, anything uh, new or major or center stage that uh, you think you'll be discussing? Well, yeah, we're going to talk and, and about. In fact, the... when people hear this, they'll probably it'll probably have happened already. So yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah. what did you discuss that was so great? And there's a link well, to it. Well, what show. we discussed on Saturday, which is tomorrow, but will be after that now for this broadcast. Um, we're going to talk about our new book, Advocate for Animals, and we're going to, you know, like uh, I mean, we've already got some questions to start off with. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, one the we got a really excellent question. As a matter of fact, I couldn't have asked for a better question. Um, one of the questions we're going to start off with is someone asking, how, you know, whether they can, you know, that, that they understand our critique of these large organizations, but they feel that they really can't do anything as individuals, how much of an effect can they make? And our response is going to be, that's the only sort of advocacy that works as a general matter is what we do as individuals. Yeah, it's, it's true that, you know, if we if there are large numbers of us and we have an abolitionist vegan demonstration, that's great. That's wonderful. But the problem is, is that we've got to get away from this idea that we need that, that we can't do anything ourselves, that we have to write a check to somebody else who's going to do it for us or that we are we are incapable of making of, of changing anything ourselves. I mean, the bottom line is we each of us individually is an incredibly uh, a potentially incredibly effective advocate and agent for change. 
and, because and each of us individually going vegan. That's that's what right. Exactly. I mean, that, exactly. That, that that you know accomplishes it all. We, it exactly. has to be an individual action, and each of us, each individual, has to go vegan. And, exactly. You know, it's like we always want we're blaming something else, some some pipeline that hasn't been built, or you know whatever. But uh, you know, each of us can take responsibility, and that's actually what we really need is like a mass movement, but that happens individually. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, um, I remember having a, a, a disagreement, significant disagreement with um, Wayne Shun from Direct Action Everywhere, because Wayne, I made the statement that going vegan was the most important act of act was, was the most, most important act of activism that the individual could undertake. And, and he, he thought that that was wrong because he doesn't see veganism as activism. He sees activism as activism. And, and when I queried him about how it is we can be activists but not be promoting veganism, he, he always says, well, we have to promote activism. I find the fellow incredibly confused and confusing, but um, but the thing is, is that going vegan is the most important single thing that we can do. So if we that, go that's, vegan, that's the activism. That, that right. is, it is it, the ultimate activism is going vegan. It, it it accomplishes most of what activists in all in all fields want to accomplish. Really, you know. So. Yeah. Now, now look, I, I'm a big believer that once you go vegan. It, you know, it, you should try to, you know, uh, uh, every every chance you get, talk to other people about going vegan. So I'm all in favor of that. But, you know, if you tell me I'm going to do one thing and I'm only going to do one thing, the answer is go vegan. And and that's the, that's the most important thing. Once you go vegan, there are other things you can do. Um, but if you're not going to do them, if you're only going to do one thing, go vegan. And so, you know, and, 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 um, why does this seem obvious to me? Why, why is there a question about this? I don't, I don't, well, I don't, you know, I, I think I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, what you is know, the nonviolent activism, right? The, the peace activism, the, the activism for the animals, the activ it's, it's, it's the activism. I mean, it is the activism. So I, I don't understand, I don't understand the question. Sorry. Yeah, I don't either. It's it's very confusing, but I, I think I invited Wayne to come back on uh, the show, and maybe at some point we'll be able to discuss it and uh, and and, and uh, <laughs> I was going to say clarify, but who knows? Wasn't he supposed to um, be on a while ago? I, right. I, I remember. Yeah, it, yeah. I... we were scheduling things, and then um, I, I guess uh, things came up, but you know we're. We're back to figuring out a schedule here, so um, yeah. So especially since there was that big article in the Intercept, and I, I just, uh, I, I, I see an article that goes on for pages and pages and pages, and nothing mentioned about going vegan. But again, we we, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago that uh, Wayne just seemed to be impatient that there wasn't group housing for pigs now in gestation crates. And it just seemed like, a, you know, a very strange goal. Like, what kind of activism is that? He, you know, he was, uh, uh, yeah, I and mean, that, that was his complaint that uh, by now the pigs were supposed to be out of gestation crates and into group housing. Well, that's activism? Group housing? Well, I mean... You know, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think that's just silly. But um, yeah, well, if you can get Wayne to come back on, we can um, we can 
probe these views. And, well, and, um, and, and it looks like Wayne and DXC are named as uh, some of the uh, um, big animal rights organizations who are participating in the new In Defense of Animals campaign. I think it's Compassionate City or Compassionate Cities. And I, so that, that, that raises questions on, an, on another new big campaign. And uh, Wayne is in it. And, you know, when they wrote to me, they mentioned, you know, that, that it's a vegan campaign. And I just went to the IDA website, as I said, and I, I can't find the word vegan there. So, um, yeah. so anyway, that's something else I'd, I'd like for us to, uh, you know, examine uh, perhaps in the weeks ahead. We're also going to have that new uh, California initiative uh, in front of the voters from HSUS for us to examine in the weeks ahead. So um, <laughs> it all keeps on coming. Keeps on coming. Yes, indeed. And, uh, all a distraction from the basic activism of going vegan, you know, I mean, indeed, uh, it's the obvious one. So anyway, anything, uh, anything that you wanted to cover today that, uh, Oh no, no, no. I mean, I just think that, um, I think that, you know, we're coming to the end of 2017 and I, uh, I hope that people will make the resolution in 2018 to, if they're not vegan, to go vegan, actually they should go vegan right now, right this very second, but that, um, but to resolve in the coming year that they will turn at least one other person on to veganism. You know, as I, I always say, if everybody who's vegan now turn one other person on to veganism in the next year, uh, and we did that for 10 years, we'd have a vegan country. And if we did it for you know a little longer than that, we'd have a vegan world basically. Now it's not going to happen, but but the power of the individual is is significant, and what the individual can do in terms of educating, you know, if we're all out there every day, those of us who care every single day, talking to people all the time. I mean, I don't every day of my life, every single day of my life, and in almost every interaction I have with people. I'm talking about veganism, whether it is making a plane reservation and speaking with someone and saying, you know, I want a vegan meal and getting into a discussion with that person about why I am a vegan and want a vegan meal. No, it's not about allergies. No, it's not. It's about morality. Um, and, you know, and, and talking with everybody and anybody I can about veganism, whether I'm in a vet's office waiting to go in and speaking with somebody who's sitting there with, you know, their dog or cat whom they love and about whom they're terrified because they think that the animal is sick or the animal may be sick. Um, and, um, and saying, you know, look, you know, why is it that we, we love these animals, but we're all going to go home and eat them. You know, I mean, let's think about that. You know, is that a good thing? I mean, every single day we've got millions of opportunities, um, to talk to people about veganism. And if we all did that, if those of us who gave a damn about this, and there's a lot of us who give a damn about it. And if each of us went out there and talked about veganism using the word clearly and, and unequivocally, making it clear that we, you know, we ought to be vegans and that it's easy to be vegans, because that's the other problem, is that is that we're always, you know, the, the large groups are always um, saying that it's, you know, are, are always peddling this notion that it's hard to be vegan, you know, that, that yes, it's, it's... You don't have to be a purist, like, I am trying to be, that's Wayne Pacelli, you know, no, no need to be a purist. Uh, right, exactly. Too difficult, too difficult, you know. And, and, you know, and think about, think about the word purist in that context and how speciesist that is, because we would never say that 
if we were talking about racism or sexism, we would never say, well, you know, it's really terrible that, you know, that that that, uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein is is doing all these horrible things or that, you know, that that some of these folks are busy, you know, uh, uh, doing whatever they're doing with 14 year old children, um, you know, that no one would ever say, well, you know, you can't really be a purist about it. Yeah, everybody recognizes. Yeah, well, you're being a purist about the sexual abuse. Come on, what's wrong with you? Exactly, exactly. And so you know, and so whenever you're talking, the moment you're talking about about being a purist in the animal context, you're already demonstrating um, the the you're already demonstrating that you're taking a species's position. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I think I think that um, you know we we. we the focus ought to be vegan education, making it easy, making it simple, because um, it is easy and it is simple. You know, uh, Francis uh, McCormick uh, did an absolutely wonderful. I'm looking at for it now on um, the Facebook, our fa- evolutionist approach Facebook page. But we posted it yesterday, and it was basically she did a a very brief sort of. Here's a here's a, a a a week of vegan meals that you can make with just the stuff you've got around the house, and it was absolutely brilliant. She sent it to me, and I looked at it, and it just I I almost fell off my chair. I thought this is absolutely brilliant because Francis is extremely good at coming up with you know all of these really easy cheap ways to to you know to be vegan to eat vegan and you know and we've really got to reinforce the idea this is not difficult this is not rocket science this is not you know we're not eating styrofoam here you know it's very easy to to you know really like in in, in that context i I think of just extra firm tofu you know what i mean it's like if you if you if you want uh, something that seems like meat it's the same put the same gravy whatever you know i mean extra firm tofu it's like uh you know that uh, instead of turkey, why wouldn't you have extra firm tofu with gravy? You know, I mean that seems to be like a be, a be all end all. Organic, yeah, I mean, organic. I mean, here, here, here's here, organic extra firm here's tofu. here's here's day one of Francis's a week of fast food meal ideas: breakfast, mashed avocado on toast; lunch, quick pizza, pita bread or tortillas spread with tomato sauce and veggies baked at baked ten minutes at two hundred centigrade. Dinner, bean chili, one can kidney beans, one can chickpeas, one can tomato, one can water, or uh, sorry, yeah, one can water with garlic powder, chili powder, simmered five minutes. Wait, I mean, I'm, come I'm still, on. I'm still on the 200 centigrade. Isn't that like the, the t- temperature of the sun or like? The, no, 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 no. 200 no, no, Fahrenheit, maybe. <laughs> 200 centigrade is like twice boiling, isn't it? Doesn't, isn't like centigrade, right? Isn't well, it? she's got it centigrade and maybe she meant centigrade. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, I who am I? You know, I I don't I don't know. You know, a cubic uh, centimeter from a kilometer, basically. But I I thought like on centigrade, it's zero to a hundred, and a hundred is boiling. You no, know? so um, right, All right. So it'd be twice boiling. But the I bottom mean, line about it, you know, is it doesn't really matter. Forget about the details. Here we go. Just forget about the goddamn details. We're talking about mashed avocado on toast, optional baby spinach, tomatoes, red onion, and then lunch your quick pizza. Cooked at whatever temperature is appropriate, and then dinner. You know, take one can of bean, you know, a, a bean chili, one can of kidney beans, one can of chickpeas, one can of tomatoes, some water, garlic powder, and chili chili powder. Simmer for five minutes. How easy is that? And that's totally nutritious. And so she's got a whole week of these things, 
And it's absolutely brilliant. As a matter of fact, we're including it in the new book because it's so good. It's like it's like everybody. We I, I when I first saw it, I thought you know we should laminate this thing and and you know make make kitchen magnets out of it or something so that people can put it you know in their kitchen. It's a, a week of vegan meals they, using stuff that's in your kitchen. You don't have to go anywhere. Cheap, you know, and the the amount of money that it costs to prepare. What I just described as day one is probably a couple dollars at most. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. We've got to emphasize how how easy it is, how cheap it is, how nutrition it is, nutritious it is, and most importantly, how morally obligatory it is. If animals matter, we can't eat them, we can't wear them, we can't use them, we can't treat them as resources. End of story. And, and you know, and, and so... End of story, and it's delicious. And it's absolutely, it's, you know, it's like every time, you know, the, the other night we made, we made a sauce and, you know, it was, it was slapped together. It wasn't, you know, it didn't, didn't take very long. And, you know, we put some olives in there and stuff like that. You know, it was, it was, but it was basically a very simple thing. And then had it over uh, baked potatoes. And, you know, I really like that. It was really delicious. And it like took 20 minutes to make and it was really good. And I thought, you know, well, it's so hard being vegan. I was Anna and I were laughing. It's so hard to be vegan. You're so very hard. It's a really good sauce. I mean, like I I must say, I think that my tomato sauce is really spectacular. But um, so a really good sauce like that can, can go over anything. It can go over rice or any grains or pasta or potatoes. I mean, exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's really it's all in the sauce anyway. I mean, you know, when you come right down to it, eating flesh and, you know, eggs and dairy, I mean, it's all really disgusting and, and wouldn't taste good without the, the, the vegan elements, the sauces, the, you know, the gravies that, uh, that we have, but, uh, like a really delicious tomato sauce. And, and so that becomes a big soup for me if I put in more water or, yeah, I mean, exactly, you know, I mean, exactly, like, exactly, it, it exactly. Can go in any direction, but, uh, exactly. And yeah. it's easy, it's easy, it's nutritious, it's, you know, it's delicious and, you know, and you're not hurting anybody. And and that's the thing that's really important. You know, you're not hurting anyone. And and, you know, what I, I still don't understand, you know, we can have all sorts of complicated philosophical discussions. And, you know, I spend my life having philosophical discussions with various people. But the bottom line is it's a simple idea. If you don't have to hurt anyone to eat, to live, why do it? Why do it? If you've got the choice to not harm and you intentionally engage in harming because you like the taste or you like the way you look wearing wool or leather or silk or fur or whatever the hell it is. You know, I mean, what does that say about us as moral beings? And the answer is not very much. And so, you know, but I, but I, I so that's what we're going to talk about. You know, tomorrow uh, I, we're going to start off with talking about the, the importance of the individual. You know, you don't need groups. You don't need, you don't need demonstrations. You don't need, if, you know, if you can get a bunch of people together who are going to make a clear vegan statement and you want to have a march or a demonstration or some sort of nonviolent event, go ahead, do it. But you don't need that. All you need is yourself. All you need is your conviction that, that the victimization of the vulnerable is simply not morally acceptable and you're going to say no. That's all you need. That's all you need, Bob. I'm with you. So, you know, I mean, 
Anyway, anyway, well, I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to leave you now because I've got a bunch of things I've got to do before before we go to bed, and we're going to be getting up very very early because we have this this webinar at eight o'clock. Now, everyone who's listening right now to this, uh, this will be after the webinar happens. But we enjoyed talking with you <laughs> uh, and right, and sure. i and and uh, and look bob you know if you end up staying all up up all night partying join us join okay. us well, well i'll be uh, burning some uh, sauce with my new centigrade thermometer that i have here. <laughs> very good bob. very good and we'll okay. talk next week all right okay, we'll talk next week. take care bob be well take care continue on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at GoVeganRadio.com on Twitter at GoVeganRadio Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden 
Please support us with a tax-deductible donation. Tis that time of year. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can donate at GoVeganRadio.com. Find the Donate button there. Uh, Go Vegan Radio, 501c3 nonprofit, educational nonprofit. We are dedicated to vegan education and advocacy. Um, we've been producing this radio show since 2001. Uh, we've organized major events, including the World Vegan Summit and Expo. We want to keep on keeping on. And uh, it seems um, that to do that, one needs dinero, and you can make a tax-deductible donation and support us. Um, a lot of the other groups are promoting cage-free eggs and all sorts of uh, weird campaigns that are detrimental to animals. We are the vegan cause, and uh, please support us. So that we can keep on going, that we can have uh, we can have commentary from Professor Francione on a weekly basis, and keep doing this show and uh, uh, keep putting together events, and uh, just uh, get get the word out: vegan advocacy and vegan education. Go Vegan Radio. Please support us with a donation. Uh, there's also information at GoVeganRadio.com on how you can support us through Patreon subscription. And also, I invite you to enjoy the most spectacular music radio station you have ever heard in your life. It's RadioBobby.com. Um, I love it. Of course I would. I you know, I created it, but that was my career in my past life. I was the program director at music radio stations around the country. And when we say that Radio Bobby is the music experience of a lifetime, well, it's, it, it's my lifetime. I'm playing music on Radio Bobby since my college days at WQMC, uh, at Queens College in New York City, and everywhere else <laughs> along the way from KXFM, Santa Maria, to uh, Z92, Omaha. Where else was I? I was in, in Atlanta at 94Q, Love 94 Miami, Star 106 in San Antonio, uh, KKLC Las Vegas, KIFM San Diego, um, let's see, The Sound in Seattle, uh, Jazzy 100, Washington, D.C., WQCD, New York City. That's true. I couldn't hold down a job. That's right. That's uh, really difficult if you have a creative approach in the corporate world. But uh, when they left me alone, we did really well. <laughs> the ratings were great. Revenues were great. Uh, it's just uh, don't bring the consultants to tell me what to play. I want to do something different. And Radio Bobby is very different. You're going to hear a lot of music that you've never heard that you will love. And you'll hear a lot of music that you, you love and you have heard. Okay, so anyway, check it out, uh, Radio Bobby. I strongly suggest that you play it at holiday gatherings where the family is, with uh, especially uh, if it's a not a vegan family gathering. Um, the family will love the music, and uh, you'll love that uh, there'll be some vegan sentiments expressed throughout. You know, just helpful hints, helpful hints on how uh, the. The family can go vegan, you know, it's right along the lines of, of family values going vegan. And everyone in the family can go vegan, too. The dogs and cats in your family can go vegan thanks to Evolution Vegan Dog and Cat Food. Um, 
You can call Evolution and place an order at 800-659-0104. It's 25% off your first order of dry food if you're a new customer. 25% off your first order at 800 20% off the first Wednesday of the month on dry food, 10% off the first Wednesday of the month on canned food, if you call that number. And uh, Evolution, the award-winning Evolution uh, Diet Vegan Dog and Cat Food, Oh, has been around close to 30 years now. There are cases of dogs living 21 plus years and cats living 22 plus years enjoying evolution. You can order online at petfoodshop.com. And again, the phone number 800-659-0104. Special arrangements for those experiencing financial difficulties. And uh, I want to thank... I want to thank Vegetarian House Vegan Restaurant in San Jose for its ongoing support of Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden year after year after year. Um, It, Vegetarian House, is one of the best vegan restaurants in the world. 520 East Santa Clara Street in San Jose. Uh, It's been there for decades. People love it. Check out the menu at vegetarianhouse.us. You'll see, wow, vegans... Vegans have a lot of food to eat. You know, we're not limited to iceberg lettuce. We're not eating cardboard. We are foodies. We have the best food. Just look at the menu, vegetarianhouse.us. Everything from appetizers to dessert. um, All delicious, organic, non-GMO at Vegetarian House. And Vegetarian House caters. If you have an event coming up, a social event, a business event, and the food has to be great, um... Get in touch with Vegetarian House. But during the holiday season, take some time out with the family, friends. Head on over to Vegetarian House. If you're in the Bay Area, you will enjoy it. 520 East Santa Clara Street. And uh, my friend uh, Christine Garcia is involved with organizing Possum's Welcome. Uh, Go to possumswelcome.org website. Uh, to learn about an animal sanctuary in the making, a nonprofit seeking coastal land for this farm animal sanctuary. Uh, you'll check out the vision uh, of a small vegan cafe, a five room bed and breakfast, weekly seminars on everything from veganic farming to yoga to vegan cooking. And just check it out Possums Welcome. Dot org. Uh, you can email Christine at possumswelcome.org to learn more about it. If you're looking for gift ideas in the holiday season, I suggest you check out the website sonusdenim.com. If you want to support a hot and sexy vegan fashion line, visit sonasdenim.com. And you'll be supporting a vegan company. That's spelled again S-O-N-A-S. S-O-N is in Nancy. A-S is in Strawberry. And then Denim, you know, like jeans. SonusDenim.com. Um, Daisy is excited about it. Practicing freedom of bark. Um, so anyway, each pair of jeans is uniquely made... Um, with up to 50 pieces of denim and made here in sunny California. They sell yoga pants and uh, just uh, check it out. I think you'll really be happy. 
happy with the vegan company um, it's uh, that time around Thanksgiving again and I do like to um, often refer to the uh, the article written by Rita Laws PhD uh, Native Americans and Vegetarianism. The article first appeared in the Vegetarian Journal in uh, September of 1994. Um, I had Professor Laws on my show in an interview some years back, but I think that's before technology uh, allowed us to archive programs. We've been doing this for 16 years now. We're going on 17 years in January. Um, if you haven't donated in the 17 years that we've been on air... How about donating $17? If everybody who listens to this show donates $17, well, we'll, we'll be at $34 in no time. And uh, every, every $17 helps. Every, every $1 helps. You can support us through Patreon that way. Um, so anyway, um, Native, uh, this is the first commercial vegan radio show ever in mainstream you know, in, in in the mainstream, we are it. Go vegan radio with Bob Linden. Go vegan with Bob Linden, the first commercial vegan radio show. We infiltrated the media. We uh, we wanted to pop up uh, when people least expected us. So we were on regular talk stations. We were on talk stations all across the country: L.A., San Francisco, New York, um, and. Uh, so you'd have a talk show on about George Bush, the war in Iraq, and then up comes a vegan show. We were on the Air America Radio Network, the Genesis Communications Network, GCN, uh, now doing the podcast. And so Native Americans and Vegetarianism, the article by Rita Laws. And uh, again, as I mentioned before, where was Trump's wall 400 years ago when the people here really needed it and the wild turkeys needed it? Anyway, so uh, quoting Rita Laws here, she says, How well we know the stereotype of the rugged Plains Indian, killer of buffalo, dressed in quill-decorated buckskin, elaborately feathered um, headdress, and leather moccasins, living in an animal skin teepee, master of the dog and horse, and stranger to vegetables. But this lifestyle, once limited almost exclusively to the Apaches, flourished no more than a couple hundred years. It is not representative of most Native Americans of today or yesterday. Indeed, the buffalo as lifestyle phenomenon is a direct result of European influence, as we shall see. Continuing. Among my own people, the Choctaw Indians of Mississippi and Oklahoma, vegetables are the traditional diet mainstay. A French manuscript of the 18th century describes the Choctaw's vegetarian leanings in shelter and food. The homes were constructed not of skins, but of wood, mud, bark, and cane. The principal food eaten daily from earthen pots was vegetarian stew containing corn, pumpkin, and beans. The bread was made from corn and acorns. Other common favorites were roasted corn and corn porridge. 
continuing ahead here. The ancient Choctaws were first and foremost farmers. Even the clothing was plant-based, artistically embroidered dresses for the women and cotton breeches for the men. Choctaws have never adorned their hair with feathers. The rich lands of the Choctaws in present-day Mississippi were so greatly coveted by 19th century Americans that most of uh, the tribe was forcibly removed to what is now called Oklahoma. Oklahoma was chosen both because it was largely uninhabitable and because several explorations of the territory had uh, deemed the land barren and useless for any purpose. The truth, however, was that Oklahoma was so fertile a land that it was an Indian breadbasket. That it, uh, that is, it was used by Indians on all sides as an agricultural resource. Although many Choctaws suffered and died during removal on the infamous Trail of Tears, tears uh, those that survived um, built anew and successfully in Oklahoma, then agriculture, uh, let me, let me, let me, let me get that, uh, let me, let me get that, uh, line together here. Although many Choctaws suffered and died during removal on the infamous Trail of Tears, those that survived built anew and successfully in Oklahoma, their agricultural genius intact. George Catlin, the famous 19th century Indian historian, described the Choctaw lands of southern Oklahoma in the 1840s this way, quote, The ground was almost liter literally covered with vines, producing the greatest uh, profusion of delicious grapes and hanging in such endless clusters. Our progress was oftentimes completely arrested by hundreds of acres of small plum trees. Every bush that was in sight was so loaded with the weight of its fruit that they were in many instances literally without leaves on their branches and quite bent to the ground and beds of wild currants, gooseberries, and edible prickly pear. Uh, many of the wild foods uh, Anglo explorers encountered on their journeys were actually carefully cultivated by Indians. Many of the Choctaw foods cooked at celebrations, even today, are vegetarian. Corn is so important to us, uh, it is considered divine. Our corn legend says that it was a gift from Hashtali, the Great Spirit. Corn was given in gratitude because Choctaws had fed the daughter of the Great Spirit when she was hungry. Hashtali is literally noonday sun. Choctaws believe the Great Spirit resides within the sun, uh, for it is the sun that allows the corn to grow. Another Choctaw story describes the afterlife as a great as a giant playground where all but murderers are allowed what do choctaws eat in heaven their sweetest treat of course melons a never-ending supply okay well i think that uh, gives gives a taste of the uh, of the uh, of the spirit native americans and vegetarianism uh, from uh, rita laws well, I guess that'll just about do it for this week's program here. And again, I remind you to go to Radio Bobby, 
24-7 music uh, radio station like you have never experienced. You're going to love it. You've never heard a music station like Radio Bobby. It's at RadioBobby.com. And again, I ask that you play it at your family holiday gatherings, uh, especially if uh, those gatherings are not vegan. Uh, The family members, everyone will love Radio Bobby. They'll love the music. And there'll be some special vegan messages uh, because, uh, well, it's Radio Bobby. Radio Bobby is created by... Vegans. (laughs) Vegans. <laughs> so what do you expect? You're not going to get commercials uh, selling butt hair ball turkeys on Radio Bobby. You're going to get the message, please stop eating turkeys. Stop eating and wearing animals. Stop using animals. Okay, please support us with a tax-deductible donation. It's that time of year where people are going to the checkbook or uh, you know, going to PayPal, going online to make donations, Go Vegan Radio. 501c3 please support vegan education and vegan advocacy you will never hear us supporting cage-free eggs or uh, uh, lab meat or you know anything yeah uh, battery cages what furnished battery cages I mean so many of these so many of these animal organizations are so wealthy because they're compromised. I mean, look at look at Mercy for Animals. Uh, it used to oppose cage-free eggs. It talked about how, you know, all the male chicks were ground alive right after birth, and all the females um, were mutilated, imprisoned, and then then killed. Um, and then Mercy for Animals has gotten millions of dollars now from the Open Philanthropy Project to promote cage-free eggs, and now it's out there. Promoting them, you know, rich with millions of dollars in the bank, but, uh, you know, it's kind kind of selling out your soul, right? Well, that will never happen here at Go Vegan Radio. So, uh, if you want to support the vegan message, getting out there to the public, you want to support our uh, weekly radio program, you know, what we've been doing now for 16 years, if you want to help us organize more great vegan events please make a tax deductible donation at goveganradio.com thank you